One word. That's all it takes. One word is all it takes from the Lord to, to just change everything about you. To change where you're going, where you've been. Just one word of, of life that He can give you. And I'm believing that today that you'll have that word. And God is going to bless you today. I'm so excited that you're here. It's a big deal that you're here. Y'all are, as I say every week, y'all are a big deal to me and a bigger deal to God. And we're just so pleased that y'all are here today. We're excited about what's going on, what's happening here, about the growth and all the wonderful things. We're, because of, of COVID, we're able to, we're, now we're able to start getting back to the old way of, of doing things. The old way of doing things a little different. Does that make sense, right? Amen. But I want to talk to you today because uh, it's, it's really been exciting to see God move in different ways. We do, we've done that prayer ad. I told you about the prayer ad. We've had about, <clears throat> um, we've had about 35 people in, in our community that have sent prayer requests in. And I have went, and every time that, that I've had a prayer request, I have went in and went, sent them a personal audio message. I just didn't say, I'll pray for you. I didn't type, a, you know, say, oh, I'm praying for you. I sent them an audio message and prayed for each and every one of them. We're already hearing results. I, just, just the other day, someone called and said, or, uh, and said, listen, you prayed for me the other day, and the next day, God answered that prayer. So praise God. So that's so wonderful. And uh, it's not because I prayed or because I sent an audio prayer. It's because God is good and God is faithful. Right? And so we're believing for God to do a lot more things like that. And so it's just so good. And, you know, and because, of, because of your faithfulness, we're able to do that. We're going we're gonna, to uh, do it just a little bit longer um, because it gets a little pricey over a period of time. But, but we're going we're gonna to do that. So today I want to read a scripture to you that, that really should help you, help you today. And it's Philippians 4.19 in the New Living Translation. And it says, and the same God who takes care of me, this is Paul, Paul speaking, same God who takes care of me, and we know Paul was taken care of, right? Through all the, all the junk that he went through, he went through so much torment and pain and chaos in his life, and God took care of him every step of the way. But he says, the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs according to his ri glorious riches, or King James says, his riches and glory, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So isn't that wonderful to know that God shall supply all your needs in Christ Jesus? So today we're going to talk a little bit about He will supply and about provision. Because you know what? Money can be tight at times. Probably, matter of fact, you know what I'm talking about? Probably money's tight right now with a lot of people, right? And everybody, everybody's stressing because of, of all the inflation, all the stuff, gas prices going, everything going up. You know, maybe, maybe you're a single parent, you got one or two kids that you're dealing with, you know, maybe you're, and you, you just got a, you know, and it's like you got all this stress on you, and you got all this, and, and then, then, listen, just because someone makes a six-figure income does not mean they're not month to month. And you think, well, you got so much money, but the thing is, is whenever you got that much money, you end up taking and making more bills for yourself, you know, and you end up matching your income with, you know, because if you got an extra extra $10,000 a month, I guarantee you, y'all be going buying this and renting this and doing, you know what I'm saying? We all would, right? And so however much you, so there's people that are, that are, they're making six figures that are still month to month, you know? And now that they don't have that because of COVID and all that, now they're really, really struggling, you know? But, but you know, because you got stuff like that, you got, you got all this, you got gas, you got student loans, you know, you got kids um, just doing activities and car payments, medical debt, kids and activities, man, you know what? That's expensive. When, when they're doing, it used to be, um, when John was small, it was like 35 bucks to join the, the, the little league to, for him to play basketball or whatever, you know. Now it's so expensive and it's just crazy. And, and if you're on a travel team, oh gosh, you got to travel all around the United States on your own dime for your kid to play, right? 
And, and, so, and, then, and then if you're like a cheerleader, oh gosh, then that's just like, you just might as well just give her or him, well, either one of them a paycheck. I mean, I mean your, your, your checkbook. Because that's just so expensive. But it's, it's hard to keep your head above the water. But I want to bring you a word of encouragement. There's a lot of, of, of stories in the Bible. And, and y'all know me. I try to switch it up because I know there's so many different people in here in different ways. Some of y'all love when I teach. I'm like, oh, I love when you teach. And then sometimes when I break down a scripture, they're like, oh, I love when you get deep and you just take a scripture and break it down. You know, and then others, others love the, the last week, you know, we did this right here. Well, and you, you may say today, why, um, why is that still there? That was from last week because I left my burdens there. And I didn't pick it up, right? So, so I wanted to leave it this week. I'm going to go get rid of it and continue to give it to the Lord. But I want to ask you today, you gave up your burdens last week, but how many of you picked them back up? That's a visual for you today to realize that you have to leave them at the altar. So I wanted to leave that, leave that there one more, one more week for you. But, you know, so then, to, and then so some type people like illustrations. And today I'm going to do more storytelling, okay? So I'm going to read some scripture, but I'm going to do a little bit more storytelling rather than actually breaking down stuff. And so I really want to try to, because so many different people, I want to really reach every one of you and help each one of you in the way that you learn best. And so I want to, I want to do that. But we can all learn from all those. You know, it's just, it's just different things. But, but people in the Bible, a lot of times they feared that they wouldn't have enough. All through, the story, all through Scripture, there's stories of people who didn't, they felt like, man, I just don't, I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to make it. Every, but every time you see a story of need, you will always see a story of provision in the Word of God. You know, there was always, on, on, there was on, on the hillside, Jesus was preaching, and he had preached a long time. He was very long-winded, Jesus was sometimes, right? And so he preached on his hillside so long that people started grumbling, the stomach started growling, and everybody started hearing it. And they were like, man, we're getting hungry, we're getting hungry. And so the disciples went to Jesus and said, man, everybody's getting hungry. We've got to take a break. We've got to have lunch. And he's like, well, feed them. And they're like, well, we ain't got nothing. This little boy here brought up two fish and five loaves. Why, why don't we, you know, this is all we got, two fish and five loaves. He said, okay, give it here. Give it here. He said, give it. He took it. He, brought, he blessed it. And he, and he gave it to them and, and said, I want you to go sit everybody down in groups of 50, and I want you to serve them all. With this two fish and five loaves? Yes, sir. You go do it. So he did that, and they, they ended up with how many? Do you may know how many baskets they had left over? Twelve baskets left over. I just love that. I just think God is just so wonderful. I, I don't know. We don't know exactly why he had 12, but there were 12 disciples. I think he was like, you know what? I want y'all, each one of y'all take a doggy bag home with you. And I want you to remember every single day that I shall supply all your needs. Don't ever look at me and say, what are we going to do? Because you're with me, you know. And so, I, you know, so you feed them and you bless them. Then the prophet Elijah went to a little old lady and she was scared. She, all she had, he said, what do you, that God sent her to Zerub, him to Zarephath to go stay with her. And, 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 and said she, he said, feed me. And he said, well, she said, well, I got a place for you to stay, but, you know, all I have is this little cruise of olive oil and that's all I've got. And then we're going to, I was just going to bake a cake and die. I really wasn't, there wasn't going to be a lot going on. You know, I can't, he said, look, uh-uh, uh-uh. Go ahead and you go get, get a bunch of containers and I want you to begin to pour. And so that she went out to all her neighbors and all her friends, and she got all, these, all these, these containers, big and small, and little tiny ones and real big ones. And then after she got the last container, she went, and he said, okay, go ahead and start pouring. So she started pouring, and that little tiny cruise of olive oil that she had went and filled every single container that she had all the way to the top. And maybe you feel like that today. I just don't have enough. I, I feel like I, I just don't have enough. I feel like there's more month than the end there's more month than money left, right? I know, it was funny, last, at the um, end of last month, you know, I was glad we had 28 days, you know, I was like, oh, praise God, you know, because I looked around the 20th, I was like, okay, how many days I got left and how much money I got left? Okay, Gina, we're going to eat, eat some peanut butter and jelly, here we go, right? 
You know, and so, and so, but you may feel like this, but God always miraculously takes care of things. There was a, there was a, I want to tell you a little quick story. There was a woman had, and uh, she had uh, lots of needs and she needed groceries so bad. And she went out there and to her porch every day, threw her hands up and says, God, I know you shall supply all my needs. I know you will. I trust you, God. I have lack right now, and I know I'm just trusting you, God. I don't have any way to get it. I need it, God, and I know you're going to do it. I know you are. And right next door was an atheist. And the atheist hated it. God's not going to supply her needs. I don't know why she keeps screaming, why she keeps praying to God. He goes, you know what? I'm going to handle this. I'm going to go buy her some groceries and show her who provides. And so he went over there and bought some groceries, took them, put them on her porch. She came outside and said, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You provided. I knew you would. You're, so, you're such a good God. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. He came over and said, man, listen here, you fool. You foolish woman. You think God provided that for you? He said, you think God provided that for you? I provided. I took my money. I provided for you. I gave to you. I did that. She said, really? He said, yes. She said, oh, God, I thank you so much, even more than I did before. I knew you were going to supply, but I didn't know you were going to make the devil pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) So you just just never know, man, what God's going to do. You know, and so, so God shall supply all your needs if you just trust him. It's not always in your timing. It's not always in your timing. But you've got to know that God will supply. And that every good, Scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect gift. And God promises to meet your needs. He never says nowhere in the Bible that I will meet your wants. He says I'll meet your needs. And I think sometimes we, 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 we misinterpret what he means by that scripture. Because there's a difference between what you need and what you want. You may want some shoes, right? But then, but then what you're really saying, you, want, you, you may need some shoes, but what you want is some Adidas Ultra Boost or some Air Force Ones, right? You know, you say, I need rest, Lord. Okay, but, but instead of going and take a nap and, and spending a day and doing that, you want a 14-day trip to Bor Bor somewhere with an all-inclusive resort in Hawaii or somewhere like that. Right? You know, and, and you need a house. I, Lord, I need provision. I need a place to stay, Lord. And, you know, but I want it to be on a farm on 20 acres that Chip and Joanna Gaines has taken care of and, and done so good and made it look pretty all on the inside for me. Lord, I need transportation. But, Lord, I want a Mercedes-Benz E-Class or I want a Tesla, God. I need, I need a nice car to drive around to represent you, Jesus. But let me tell you the difference. When we did this operation of hands and feet, they had needs. And when they came by, and we gave them, we didn't ask them what they wanted. We, looked, we asked them their size. They, we put it all in a black bag. They couldn't even see what was inside it. And we took it to their, to their car, and they began to weep, some of them, because their need was met. And we get so out of whack sometimes because we don't get what we want. And when God says, I'll supply your needs. Now, listen, don't get me wrong, because he says that if you give, I'll give back to you, you know, press down, shake it together, run it over. So he wants to bless, multiply, but he, you know, he's, not, he's just not a God of necessities. But, you know, but, but the, 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 the extra may not come right now. So there's three principles, quick principles I want to talk to you about. One is what I've heard all my life, um, where God guides, he will provide. And if God leads you to do something, God's got something in your life and he wants you to do it, then he will provide the money and the finances for that. Isaiah 58 and 11 tells us that. He says, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought 
and strengthen your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. One translation said, He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. Even when it's barren all around you, He can supply your needs. That's why I told y'all this year is, is year of recovery for us. And then God is going to supply our needs. Even though things around us are, are going up and, and barren and we're looking like, God, where is this going to come from? God will supply and he will meet. Even in a sun-scorched land, God will touch us and help us with that. And he doesn't provide for your dreams necessarily. And he does not provide for your ambitions or your wants unless they are in his will. If they are in his will, he will provide all of that. You know, and he does give you dreams. And if he gives you that dream, then that's, that, that's one thing. But the thing is, we can't walk around thinking that we're just, it's just a name it, claim it thing. And just whatever I want, I'm going to talk, tell God, and he's going to give it to me. He's not a sugar daddy. But when you walk in his will, in his purpose, you will always have provision, and he will always be there for you through it. And we say, God, where are you at? I got a mortgage payment due. You know, and I got, I, I've, I got this mortgage payment, payment due. I've got a car due. And I've got, I've, and I've got a, I've got a three-week vacation to, to, to Disneyland in Hawaii, Lord, that I just felt by the Spirit that I was supposed to go on. And so I went ahead and booked it in faith, God. Okay? So let me ask you this right here. Is it possible that God has provided for our, want, our needs, but we took that money and spent it on our wants? When God, maybe we have, God says, here, I provided for your needs. We take that money, and, and then we upgraded everything that we needed, and then we got some wants, I mean, some, we got some needs left over, and we can't provide for that because we didn't spend it. And every one of you has done it. Every one of us has done it. I, me too. I splurged with a little bit of my stimulus money when I had stuff I needed to pay for. And I, was, and I shouldn't, probably shouldn't have in some cases. I, but I tried to make a small splurge just so I felt like I, so I, but I really tried hard to meet all my needs, pay off, do things, and do upgrades, do whatever I could do to help out, and, 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 the, and then what was ever left over. But that's what we do a lot of times. But here's a problem. Whenever we do that, and then we still look and say, God, you didn't supply all my needs. Look what I don't have. How many times have you looked at, at God about what you do not have instead of what you do have? Okay. Because when we focus, y'all hear me say it, eventually you're going to catch on that everything revolves around this in most cases. That what you focus on, you what? You fuel, right? So if you focus on your lack, you're going to look at God and say, God, you're unfaithful. Because look what I don't have. But whenever you look at God, whenever you look at what you do have, then you're going to say, God, look how much I have. I got a few needs over here that I don't have yet, but look at all you have blessed me with. Look at my family, my friends, my, look at my, my, my house, my car, look at all my stuff, look at all the joy I have, look at all the peace I have, look at all that you've done for me, and then you will look at him and you will understand that he is a faithful God. God's provision for you is not a get-out-of-jail-free card because you get yourself in so much debt. You know, and I had to learn that because when I was in the military, boy, I was, I was a, I was, I thought I was rich when I had that card because I was like, I ain't got to give you nothing. I can just give you a card and I don't have to give you no cash and it don't come out of my bank account right now. Yeah, okay. So I would just throw that card out there. I'd max it out. Oh, I can refinance. I can consolidate. I can put all these cards over here on this one card and then this card's empty. Okay, that sounds good to me. And I would just do that. You know, and then, and then, and then a, a, a while back, I ended up in about $35,000 in debt. And I had to figure out a way, and, and it wasn't God's, God's problem to try to get me out of that debt. I'm the one who had to be frugal and try to do that. Now, God gave me grace and gave me wisdom, but I had to sacrifice to get that because he had met my needs, but I didn't splurge it all and did all these other things. 
God is calling us back to the place of understanding where, where we can look at his promises and let them lead in our lives. And we know that God shall supply all of our needs or whatever he's asked. Now, there's a good story called about, about Abraham. Abraham and Sarah really, really wanted, to, in, in Genesis, and, uh, um, they really wanted a son. They really wanted a child so bad. And, and God promised them, said, you're going to be the father of many nations. What are you talking about? Just a son. You know, and then what happened was he, he went ahead and he blessed him. And, but, but the thing was is he didn't bless him right away. It was decades before he actually got this son that he wanted so bad. So when God knows what you want, he, he not only knows what you need, he knows when you need it. And we think, I need it now, I need it now. But he's like, no, you're going to get it whenever it's time. And so, so God did give him a son. His son's name was Isaac. And then when he got that son, God said, okay, he tested him and said, you know what? I want you to go up to the Mount, Mount Moriah, and I want you to take your son up there, and I want you to kill him. And, to show, you know, and so he said, okay. So they went up, they started walking up, and his son was like, you know what? Dad, I've been up here with you before, and I brought some wood with you, and I brought a sacrifice with you. And we, I see we got the wood, but I don't see no sacrifice. So uh, where's the sacrifice? And I, Abraham said, you know what? Uh, God shall provide a lamb. God shall provide a sacrifice for us. Now, if you back up real quickly, it has nothing to do with this message. It's a whole other message. But I do want to tell you, he had a lot of servants that came with him. He told all of them to stay at the bottom of the hill. Okay, that's very important because I feel like that that is a place that, you know what? Whenever you're going to go sacrifice to God, you're going to go do things for God that God asks you to do. Sometimes you've got to lead people over here and say, you know what? God, you, listen, you've you got to understand that, that, that people with no faith can't help you get where you've got to go. And so sometimes you got to leave people with a lack of faith down here because he's like, you know what, I can't have no negativity. I, you got to stay right here. You, I, you ain't got no faith. And so we're going to go up together because I know we can do this. And so he said, my God shall supply. And, um, and so he, he did that. He went up there and he, and, and he raised his knife up on that, on that altar. He tied his son up. And what was so weird to me, I know, I know that, that, that Abraham had plenty of faith for this. But I just don't know that that little kid had a lot of faith. I'm just trying, it's not saying, I just think it in my mind, you know, that, that he, you know, that he's up there and he's like, Dad, he's, he's even questioning, God, uh, Dad, where's the sacrifice? It's just no, it's just me and you and you're giving, you're doing, you're doing the sacrifice and so who's the sacrificial? Whatever. So, 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 so he got up there, but then on top of that, he had to get, lay him on the altar. You know, I don't know, I don't know if the, if the boy trusted God that much or if he trusted his dad that much. But it's in, it's in Genesis chapter 22, verse 13, if you want to go back and read, and read this. But he raised his hand up, and he started, he started to come down, and the angel of the Lord said, Stop. Hey, don't lay a hand on that boy. Listen, stop. Don't, don't touch him. You know what? I understand. I see that you are fully committed to me, and you'll do anything I ask you to do. And so, therefore, don't do it. And he heard a ram in the thicket, and, and, and he grabbed the ram. He put the ram on there and sacrificed the ram. God Provided. As a matter of fact, that's where we get Jehovah Jireh from. Because at that mountain, at that place, he, um, Abraham built an, uh, an altar and said, This is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides, the place where God provides. And so that's where we get, you know, you hear me often say, Hey, Lord, I would just pray Jehovah Jireh, you're our provider. I know you're going to provide. That's where we get this from. It's from this story where he provides. And, he, and so. There's, and then there's another story, uh, this is an actual real story of, of a Myers family that in 2013 was, was burdened by the Lord to, to ad adopt a child internationally. And that's very, very expensive. Um, in 2014, they got approved for one child from Haiti. And then as often as God does, he throws a curveball. 2015, she got a, a picture in the mail of her, her, her supposed child from Haiti, and there was three children from Haiti that was going to be hers. 
not only three children, three teenage children. So if you already count the cost for one child, and now you've got two children, and then they're not just babies, they're adults, you know, it's, it's hard. But, but, she, but the thing is, is she trusted God, and God was unbelievable what God did in her life, and God supplied all their needs. It's kind of like your first child, you know, you'll, you, everybody tells you, you'll never be ready, you just got to go ahead and have it, and then make it work. You know, same way, with, that's, that's what happened here with this right here, with, with Patterson, Car, Carlo, and, and Merdina. Um, it was a miracle of God. And so you're like, well, what happened? Well, see, sometimes God knows what you can handle, but you don't. And he knows that you don't understand what's going to happen. If he gives you that blessing all at one time, you'll say, okay, no, for instance. You know, if I would have known six years ago that we were going to have a pandemic three years in, we we're going to be three years old. You know, we had, we had two services. We had like 123 people, and we were going to get ready to hopefully move out of this facility. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. I probably would have, might would have thought about, you know what, God, maybe I'll just wait six years. You know, why do go through that, go through that famine? You know, I'm going to call it a famine. That's what it was, right? But why go through that famine area when we can just wait and start then? But you know what? If that would have happened, all the souls that, would have, that were saved in this house may not have been saved. All the people that were touched, all the operation of hands and feet and, 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 and the funnel cake festival. Nobody would have enjoyed the funnel cake festival. My gosh. The answer to prayers are miracles that have happened. The people who have stood right here and got free from anxiety would not have happened. I would not have been able to meet you. I would not be here today. I would probably be doing, I probably been selling insurance or I probably would have been doing something somewhere else, somewhere, doing something else, or maybe not even doing anything. I don't know what I've been doing. But, but, but see, if God would have told me that then, but see, God didn't tell me all that because he knew where I was supposed to be today. So even though you don't get it, sometimes God throws that curveball to you and, and, and gives you more, but God is not going to give you more without providing more. So God has provided for the church, for, you know, for three years, and, and, and he's blessed us. You know, we've had several people move. Some people haven't come back. Some people have, have, have passed. Some people were, were sick and had to move with the kids out of state even. So, therefore, a lot of finances have gone. And last year, we didn't, we didn't quite meet our, we didn't meet, we, we spent out more than what we took in. But we have money in, in, a, in our savings account that, that was a blessing to us that we were able to do, and we knew we had that. So when God provides you know, he, he does that, and he gives. You know, and, and we, we, we gave that, and we, we, we sowed that seed, even though we're like, God, we're going to dip into our other account a little bit, but we want to give. We want to give out to our community. We don't want to not give because we don't have right now. We, we know the process of sowing and reaping, and we gave that. And God, God blessed that and multiplied that. I'm going to tell you something about that in just a second. But sometimes, God, sometimes God's going to do it all by himself. Number one, number two is God miraculously multiplies what is given. But sometimes God um, gives it himself and does it all by himself. I mean, he don't need our help like Jonah. You know, he didn't need nothing. Jonah was a rebellious guy. He, he, he was running to Tarshish, which means away from the presence of God. And he, he took Jonah, and, and he was out there drowning, and he swallowed him by a fish and had a conversation with him and said, Look, Jonah, you're being rebellious. You, you know what you need to do. There's a call of God on your life, and you need to follow the call in your life. You know, and so therefore, quit running from me. And so then he spit him back up on, on, the, earth, on, the, on the earth, on the ground, and he went running over to Nineveh, where he's supposed to be at in the first place. And he preached, and everybody got saved. And then he got mad because he's like, I didn't want him get saved God because they were so sinful against you and they turned you you know and they ch they changed around and now since they're saved now you change your mind and you're not going to destroy them no more because they're saved you know the Israelites you know they were out in the wilderness and they they had left Egypt and they were out in the wilderness walking around for 40 years and God had a Panera bread in the sky drop out bagels to them one day 
you know, and then he had, uh, you know, a bacon factory, just dropped bacon by birds, you know. You know and I know you're, if you're a new Christian, I, I want to explain that to you. It's not a bagel factory. Um, it wasn't a Panera bread. But it did say that God provided manna out of the sky. Manna was bread. And then he had, he had ravens and birds bring meat to them. So he, had, he, had, he provided sandwiches just out of the, the, really the thin air. He provided for their every single need. And then they needed water, so he, they struck, Moses struck a rock and water came out. I mean, God, it doesn't, God can don't, they don't have to be conventional the way he does things. He'll do it any way he can. And then sometimes, number three, God will invite you to be part of his miracle. And he'll invite you to do that as well. And the, the widow, the widow that poured to all, when did the multiplication happen? When she began to pour. When she began to give the little she had and not fear that she, that was all it was going to be. When, the, the, the fishes and loaves, when did that multiplication happen? When the little boy gave his fishes and loaves, not before. You know, if, if God did the miracles before we committed, we wouldn't need no faith. We wouldn't need no faith. Okay, God, you got it. You're going to do it. You just did it, so why don't I need to have faith now? Abraham was a father of many nations, and a lot of, a lot of people feel like the moment that Abraham raised that knife to do what God called him to do, that's when the birthing happened in him for the, being the father of many nations. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not preaching a, a, a prosperity message up here. I'm not saying if you give $100 on offer today, you go outside and your 85 Fiat is going to be a 2021 Mercedes G-Wagon. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that, okay? You know, but, but I am saying, but if that happens, put it on Instagram on our, and tag our page because that will be pretty cool. We'll have a lot of people next week. Um, but, but God is a God of multiplication, and he gives. When you give to him, and this isn't just money. You know, it's, it's your time, your talent, and your treasures. Okay, time, your talent, and your treasures. Sometimes it's just you showing up, helping at church, doing things, or, or stopping and helping somebody, helping a neighbor, whatever. Your talent, you serving. Man, we, 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 we're starting to grow again, and we are really hurting with, with people being able to serve. We need, we need kids in, in, in the nursery, in the kids' room, and in, in we need some youth leaders. We, you know, we, need, we need some workers in, in the media, and we need help in the green room like crazy. We need two people. Now that so many people come in, we're, now we're, we're, we're doing the, the, the coffee and all this kind of stuff, we need two people in there all the time. And right now, it's typically, it's, it's just one. So we need help. We need ushers. You know, we need people out there with, with Bill out there uh, in the parking lot because we've got a small parking lot. I'm talking to the landlord right now, and, and our, our rent's going to go up about $600 coming up here in a couple months. And so, and, and again, it went, went up the last two years too. But, but so I, I said, uh, if that happens, we need to be able to take some of this, this uh, fencing. I want to take it down. I need more parking. And, we, and then we need to be able to uh, put some kind of rock or something out there because people are out there tripping on stuff out there and so she said okay you can take it take that down that was a no-go for, for four or five years now no, no but she said you could take it down and if you um find somebody that could put some gravel or something down there that's cheap and you have some people that'll help she said then what we'll do is i'll pay for half of it i was like Woo! <laughs> she don't do that she does not do that so so but god but see god's gonna provide you know, we, we did, and we gave from this finances and stuff. And so 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 13, I love this. The, the, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and the bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce the great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts for those who need him, they will thank God. 
So, to, to, um, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and the joyful express of their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they, um, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and your believers and will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. One of the greatest things that happened whenever we had the, um, the, 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 the stimulus that happened, one of the greatest things that I was able to do with some of that money was I was so glad to be able to help people in need. Somebody said, hey, man, you know, I'm just struggling. And I was like, well, man, here's $100. Let me bless you. You know, I, I talked to the, to the waitresses, and she was like, man, I'm just going through. I, was, I, I typically try to ask, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? And talk to them a little bit. And I was able to give some of them some extra cash. And I don't know, it just made me feel so good. I was like, God, I want to be rich one day so I can do this all the time. You know, it, it feels so good to be able to give and sow and do all that. You know, and bless people and care for people. You know, and, 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 and here, we, we've paid all our bills. And you say, yeah, but you, we, we didn't bring in as much as we, but we had money in our savings a little bit. And, and here's the deal. Because we gave that, you know, we, we, the, the Rock Church blessed us with this trailer out here that, that we now use for our Operation Hands of Feet, Operation Woman Has a Feet. And that's a $2,500, $3,000. They could have sold that. They gave it to us. They gave us all kind of toys and baby dolls back there and all kind of cribs and stuff for, for our nursery. They gave us some, some signs and stuff that we're, that we're using today outside. You know, they gave us stuff, some media stuff that we're going to try to sell and try to make some money off of it to be able to, we need a board back there. So we're going to get a new board. So we're going to try to do stuff like that. You know, they gave us all kind, they gave us a tons of stuff for our kitchen in there. If you, if you, if you like to clean kitchens and organize, please see me. Raise your hand right now, even. I mean, Jesus, we need to help with that. Um, so, but we need help. But so, and we, we got stuff. We got a whole, a whole wall full of, of kids' supplies back here. And some of it, this whole wall back here, most of it, we can't even use right now until we get bigger. But, you know, but, but, but we got it. And God took that. You know, we, we gave to the outreach. And God's like, you know what? Well, here it is. We're gonna, I'm going to bless you anyway. You, you had a heart of giving. It's a look what God did. See, the principle goes all the way back to the tithe. And it goes, it's not just a Levitical law of tithe. It goes back 400 years before that, you know. And so it's in the tithe, and the tithe is 10% of your income, you know. And I've had two people in the last month tell me the reason they're so successful is because they tithe. That's, that's not my words. This is their, they say, I'm successful today because I tithe. I have one person in here that, 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 that he, he works, and he has to work on Sunday sometimes. And he comes in before he goes to work and pays his tithe check every week. And he says, because I know, I know what a tithe check does. I have one woman that hasn't been here in over four years and pays her tithes every week. And she says, because I, she's a pastor, I'm just not ready to come right now, but I, I, know, I know the law of the tithe, and I want to do that because I've been blessed because of that. You know, she's a Christian, but, but she, she hasn't been able to be here. So, but God always has to be the first in everything, just not in our hearts. He has to be first in our tithes. He has to be first in our family. First and foremost, him and then our family. He has to be first in our family and our finances and, and our friends and our job. Every part. You know, and you may be saying, Pastor, you know, you're talking about tithes. You're talking about money. That's what pastors do. Listen, I have to, I'm talking more about tithes in this one little point today than I have in six years. Ask anybody in here. I, was I just something I try, I try to trust God and stuff? And matter of fact, all my past, every one of my pastor friends says, you need to talk about it sometimes if you didn't take enough money. And maybe you need to talk about it a little bit. So I said, well, God, I just felt strong. And I'll be honest with you, this is the most uncomfortable message I've done yet because, because I talk about money, and, you know. And that's why I'm so excited that all our money, when we do get it, it gets sent all the way up to Chesapeake. And they ha up there, and, 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 and they handle all that. They take care of it. I have a finance team. They have it. They take it. I don't have, there's no money stays here. No money stays here. All I have is a credit card. Therefore, you can't never say, Pastor Doug, up money because I got a receipt for everything. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that, that they handle that. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, there's so many pastors that struggle with that. It's not, there's no money here. I don't have a checkbook. 
I can't write you a check, you know? And so, so, but anyway, but so this is it's good, but God does that, and God wants us to give. God wants us to give, you know, and I actually believe, I believe in the New Testament really more than to tithe the 10%. I believe it's not even a number. I believe that number, the law, the number's gone. Personally, this is just personal conviction, and, and, and if you want to talk about it, we can, because it's not, I'm not set in stone with it. But I think that it's, in the New Testament, it's just to give. And I, because I feel like if you truly give from your heart the way we should, I believe in a lot of cases it could be more than 10%. You know, if you just give, you just could constantly give like that. You know, so I don't really believe in the New Testament it's set to a number. It could be, you know, but, but that's between you and God. I'm just saying that I feel like it's good to give. You know, and I've even said in the past, and I'll say today, I'll tell people, whoever you're online or whatever, I've given a 90-day challenge. And I said, hey, try, try giving constantly for 90 days with a good heart, with a good, with a good cheerful heart. And if God does not bless you physically, financially, emotionally, or spiritually, and you feel like God didn't do nothing for you in those days, I'll give all your money back. That makes Pastor Tammy real nervous. She said, don't do that no more. <laughs> but I'm, but I, I feel that confident in it, you know. And she, she trusts God. She's just like, she don't do you know. So she, she said, we get money and we need to keep it, you know. But, but the thing is, but, but when you're giving, you're not giving it, you're not even giving it to me. You're not giving it to us. You're not giving it to the church. You're giving it to God. You're being obedient to God. And you're doing what God's called you to do. And God knew that. Does God need your 10%? Absolutely not. It's like I said last week, Christians will submit, I surrender all, except for what I got in my hand right here. And we hold back, when it comes to finances, we hold it back. So many people have told me how they have given, and even down, they, they paid their tithes, and they, they looked at their, their stuff, and at the end of the week, you know, I know I have. I've gotten someone just give me a little bit of cash. You know, I've had a check come in from some insurance company that I didn't realize, whatever. I got a check the other day from some insurance for, for, for life insurance that I sold a while back. I guess it renewed. I don't know what happened. It came in, and I was like, well, praise God. I ain't going to ask questions. I took it straight to the bank before they tried to, try to turn them, change their mind on me. You know, just deal with that later. Hey, well, it's in the bank. You know, but, but we're not, we are not going to just stay in these four walls. We're going to go out of these four. We're going to reach our community and love on people and care for people. You know, hey, you know, we had somebody got saved last week. We had four, um, four saved at the funeral, at least four, probably five or six, but I couldn't see everybody's hands. We had um, four saved um, at the funeral. We had one saved last week, and then two weeks ago, we had somebody that got saved online because you give, we're able to do our, really go really well online digitally. And so that's, that's like five, six, that's six people in the last three weeks. Do you know there's a lot of churches that don't have six people saved in a year? Man. I'm, I'm going to go preach this weekend at a conference called the Called Conference. It's, it's, it's up there in Virginia, and I'm believing for a whole lot more soul. I can't wait next Sunday to tell you, man, I had so, so many souls saved this weekend. I'm going, to, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go down on Friday, and I'll come back Saturday night, so I'll be here Sunday morning. But, we, but you know, the good thing is we, is we don't owe a dime here. We don't have a loan yet and all that kind of stuff. But we are going to invest in our community. And don't ever forget, in every situation of need, there is a, a, a miracle of provision. So when God guides, he will provide. Whatever God's telling you to do, whether it's a business venture, whether it's, it's, it's reaching out and trying to do something and trying to invest or whatever, whatever you feel like God's telling you, if God's telling you to do something, go ahead and do it, and he will provide with that. No matter, I know it's scary to you. You'll be scared. You'll freak out. You're like, God, this is a, a big investment for me to start this business or, or whatever. You know, and, and maybe it's a big investment for you of your time to, to help and serve here. You're like, man, I, I don't want to have a lot of extra time, but I, but I want to serve. You give God that time of, of serving, and God will make sure the rest of your life that you have, the other 90% other of your life is okay. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 9 and 11, he told us about that, about that, that God will enrich us, enrich us in every way. 
Maybe, maybe when you're given something, maybe it's just generosity. Maybe, maybe it's giving an encouraging word. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's just listening to somebody. In time of need, maybe it's thanking God. It's your talent, your time, and your treasures. What can you give? And let God bless you with it. Matter of fact, when it comes to the tithe part, it's the only place in the whole entire word of God where God says, test me, try me. That's why we do the 90-day challenge because God, God says it. God says, try me. See if it doesn't work. See, faith says, I mean, fear says, you know, but what if I run out of money? Faith says, what do I have to give? Fear says, I can't afford a tithe. Faith says, 90% of, of God's blessings goes further than 100% without it. You know, fear always says, I don't have enough. But faith, God says, faith says, I am more than enough. I want you to be able to give. I want you to be blessed. I want you to have increase. And I pray that, that, that blessing over every one of you in this room, that your, that your jobs increase, that you, that you get promotions. You know, and it's not just that. Why don't we, if we need some love, why don't we give some love? And it'll come back to us. If we need some hope, why don't we share hope? If we need some faith, why don't we have faith for somebody? It's not just tied to money. That, 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 the gospel supply all your needs. So whatever your need, and go ahead and give that. Start, just start sowing that in somebody else. Sow that seed and let, watch that increase come. God will bless you. God will bless us. This is our year of recovery. And I know God's going to do it without a shadow of a doubt. Because I know Holy Spirit spoke, spoke and, and, and prayed through me in that moment. When I, wasn't, I was just sitting there chilling at the desk. I wasn't having any, I just, I knew it was going to happen. I just was like, wow, God, this is so much you. I have no choice but to proclaim this, even though in my own mind I'm fearful. During, during a, a year like this, but I know you're going to do it, and God has. We've been having new people show up every single week. New people every week. Somebody comes over the past several weeks, and I had somebody call me last night. Said I'm, I'm moving back into town, and 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 I feel we've been praying, and we, we wanna. We've been going out of town for several years, and, and I'm moving back in town, and, and starting next Sunday, we're, I'm going to uh, start coming to your church. A couple. Uh, two weeks ago, I had a man call, looked on Google. You know, we're doing these Google grants. We got $10,000 of Google grants that we, that we applied for, and we got that, that grant. And, and we're doing that. And we've had over 7,000 people um, look at our website and, and, and several hundred clicks of people clicking and looking at stuff. And, and so a man went on, because of this Google grant, it, it moved our name up in the list. And um, then all of a sudden, he did, uh, he said, uh, man called, I said, what happened? He said, I just, looked, I just looked up churches in Wilmington, and you were like one of the top ones, and I called you. And I was like, okay, what's, what's going on? He said, well, right now I'm coming to, to Wilmington once a month. And then here in, uh, starting in April, I'll be coming twice a month to see my kids. So um, I, looked at your, I looked at what you believe, and I just I stand in line with that. And so I'll, he came a couple weeks ago, and he'll, he said, I'll be here the third week of this month. And then next month I'll be here, I'll be twice every month. It's just dropping out of the sky. God just got people just coming. And he's doing it, and we're constantly growing. And hopefully we'll have everybody that, did, that, didn't, that hasn't come back yet from the pandemic, if they'll all come, man, we'll, we'll have to already go to two services immediately. And God's, but God's going to do it. But I need you to have faith with me. And I need you to give. And I need you to, to, to invite. God's already showing that he's just going to, sometimes he don't need us, and he'll drop some people in here. I invite five to ten people every week, personally. We're, you know, but if all y'all started inviting everybody, then I could take that two hours of me inviting people and study my message even more. Then I wouldn't have to invite as much. Does that make sense? So, 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 so I need you. I need you to invite. I need you to tell people to come, to be a part. But also, for us to grow, 
we need to have servants. So when we do grow, because God is not going to let us grow beyond what we're capable for. God's not going to drop 100 people in here next week because we ain't ready for it. So we got we to make sure our systems are good. And so we need you in place serving so whenever it happens and the, and the, and the, blow, the growth happens, we're ready. So I'm just encouraging you today to understand whatever you're going through, whatever you need, you're in need right now. You are in need right now, so many of you, I'm sure. Out of those 35 prayer requests that I got, there were overwhelmingly 95% two things, healing and provision. Overwhelmingly, at least 95%. Out of 35 of them, we need healing or I need, I need provision. And so that means today in this room, statistically, most of you in this room either need healing or you need um, provision. And we're going to pray that God will do both of those today. And we'll have another service about healing and stuff later on. But we want you to do that. And please come on that Friday night on the 18th. It's going to be such a wonderful time. The Spirit of God will be here in a powerful way. Would you bow your hand close your eyes? Lord, we laid our burdens down before you last week. They're under our feet. We're not going to pick them up. And we trust you today, Father. Because you will supply all our needs. God, you have never not supplied all my needs. Even though, even when I felt like my needs weren't supplied, I can look back today and say, oh, wow, they really were. And I took it wrong. I looked at the lack rather than what I had, the, the, the surplus. And God, help us today to give of our time, our talent, and our treasures. And to be obedient to you and do what you called us to do. Bless us today, God. Lord, as we seek your face, God, and turn from our wicked ways, God, help us to take one step at a time to grow in you. And God, I'm so excited of all the provision that you've given us. And thank you for the, for the rock, God, that, that, that they, they, that they um, gave to us and helped us. And Pastor Brian and his heart to give and said, hey, we're not going to use it now anymore. We need you to take this. And God, thank you so much for all the people in this room that have, have given so, so faithfully, so many of them. God, that we were able to make it through the pandemic when some others didn't. So many churches across America did not make it through the pandemic because they didn't have faithful givers and faithful um, people who came on a regular basis. And so we thank you today for all that you've done. We bless you and we honor you, Father. In Jesus' name. Is there anybody in here at all that would raise your hand and say that I'm not a Christian? I want to know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I want to be saved. I need Christ in my life. I need, I need Jesus. First off, before I can give anything, I need to give my heart to Jesus. Would you raise your hand just real quick? Let me see it. Just say, you want to, you want to receive Christ? Just say, hey, I want, to, I want to be a Christian. Amen, amen. Okay. God, I just thank you so much for all you've done, all you're going to do. God, we just know that everybody in this room is such a big deal to me, but they're a bigger deal to you. And we give you glory and honor and praise. Help us to go this week and give of ourselves, of our time, our talents, and our treasures. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.